Well, praise God. Hello, hello, hello. Happy, happy new year. We're in another year of just starting another year. And uh, this year, we want you to be planted in the word of God concerning healing. So welcome to Healing School 20. 21. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you and praise you for our time together. We just ask for your wisdom to flow through me, to speak your word to your people. We thank you, Lord, that this year, Lord, we are expecting supernatural manifestations of your power on behalf of our lives, Lord. You didn't do in the last couple of years, Lord. We thank you that you are ready and willing to do everything this year as we put our faith out. And we're believing you to show yourself strong, Father, heal and deliver as never before. Lord, our hearts are open to hear your word. And Lord, we thank you that by us hearing the word of God, it's medicine to all of our flesh. And we will be healthy. And not only will we be healthy, we will help our families and those we love to walk in health. So we thank you for this healing school. Thank you for anointing me to share your word with your people. In Jesus name. Amen. Well, welcome back. And uh, again, we're excited about what God is going to do this year. Wow. What a year of 2020. But the pastor had taught us to be focused and fixed. And because we were focused and fixed, God has brought us through. God has brought us through. And uh, we're thanking God for keeping us uh, uh, COVID free and pandemic free in our home and in our household. And and we just believe in God to do great things in your life uh, this year. So we're going to be continuing from last week. Last week, we were talking about healing in relation to words, words. This year of supernatural manifestation is going to be very important. What you say and what you hear, um, what words come out of your mouth. So last week, again, we, in review, we, um, we went to Acts 11, 11 and verse 14. We use that scripture where it says, who shall tell the words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. And that we see is, uh, where Cornelius had a vision and, and that, that Peter, was going to come and bring him words, had words for his household. And after this big vision, he said, wow, who shall tell thee words whereby thou and thy house shall be saved. And so in, in review, that's how we came to relations to words, healing in relation to words. They uh, had their hearts set after he had that vision, he had his heart set that uh, Peter was going to come. He told him to go and find uh, Simon the Tanner and he has, he had a word for him and he had his heart open. And uh, because of that healing came to his house. And so we also uh, saw where we brought up last week, Romans ten seventeen, because how was healing brought to Cornelius house? because he heard. So we see Romans 10, 17, it says, uh, but uh, faith cometh by hearing. How did he get healing for his household? 
is because he heard the word of God. So we see that in Romans 10, uh, 17. And so that's where we, uh, we grab a hold of that and, and continue on with our uh, review of relations to words. You can hear words, but it, it, faith until faith comes. Faith, you can't get faith until you hear. And that's what uh, Cornelius heard the word. So faith came by hearing and hearing the word of God through uh, the, the gift uh, that Peter brought through the word of God. And we also brought out um, Romans 10. Uh, and we're going to start at verse 8 today. And we brought out that it's important what comes out of your mouth. So it says, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy what? It's even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. The word of faith. I think that's kind of where we get uh, some of our, our title from you know, we just believe the word. You know, I'm so excited about the word. Uh, I know I'm going off just a little bit, but faith in the word. Faith is what pleases God. And we truly believe uh, the word of faith, which we preach. It's, it's faith in the word of God. We, we believe everything uh, that the word says. It's unfortunate that some people uh, get turned off because they, they hear the title word of faith and they just think, you know, these, these people are, you know, snapping it and grabbing it and, and whatever titles they put. But you know what's so excited about what we're doing here? We're teaching the word of God. We're hearing the word of God. We're running with what the word says. We believe everything the word says. And guess what? We can always also hear what you're saying and we can get faith for it. We can get faith for it. And, and I don't care who, what religion, what title you have. If it's the word of God, I latch a hold of it. I love it. I grow in it. I, I bask in the word of God. Unfortunately, some people, when they hear us speak, they will shut us off and they won't hear what we have to say. But I, I just thank God we get, uh, from both worlds, we're just blessed. We can get it from anybody that is teaching the word of God. If it's, it's God's word, we can receive it and it's coming in our hearts. So what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. And it goes on to say in verse nine, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Oh, my God. I just love the fact that we can be saved if we can just believe it in our heart. But again, as we went back to Romans 10, 17, you don't have to go back there. But it just says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And that way it's can. We confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus because we heard somebody brought us the word, the gospel. If thou will confess now with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. How can you believe that God raised him from the dead? Except somebody came and they shared the good news with you. But if you believe it and you receive it, uh, it you can be saved. And then it goes on to say, for with the mouth, uh, with the heart. What does it go on to say? Verse nine, verse 10 says, for with the heart, there it is, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness 
and with the mouth. We're talking about words now. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And we always like to break down salvation is not just being saved and thank God for being saved. And I'm, I'm just so thankful for salvation, but salvation has a whole redemptive package that goes along with it. That's our health, healing, deliverance, safety, soundness, and preservation and prosperity. All that's a part of being saved. I can confess a confession is made unto my health. Confession is made unto my healing. Confession is made unto my deliverance, my safety. No matter what's going on in the world, I believe God is going to take care of me. But I have to grab a hold of the promises of God. Remember what the word says. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I'm going to grab a hold of my emotions. I'm going to grab a hold of anything that will try to torment me. But it's made unto salvation, my health, my healing, my deliverance, my safety, my soundness, my preservation, and my prosperity. It's in my heart. I expect to be preserved. Okay? Getting older, I still expect to be preserved. I expect to prosper. I expect to be delivered. Whatever situation I get in, I'm not getting in there by myself. Because I have confessed Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and I have salvation and deliverance is coming in that salvation. So it's made unto salvation. So by the same token, uh, people are also healed by hearing the word of God. And that's what's a part of, of the salvation. People are healed by hearing and speaking God's word. When we're reminded we are reminded that faith for healing comes the same way, the same way. We're in healing school, so I want to help you to know the same way you receive salvation, the same way you believe you heard the word and you made confession with your mouth and you believed it in your heart. Now I want you to believe in your heart that salvation with salvation comes your healing. Just as you said, Jesus, come into my heart. You can say, Lord Jesus, I believe your word and I receive healing for my body. I am a new creation creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I'm saved. There's something about my new life in you. I'm not like everybody else. I've got a new bloodline. You are my Lord. I don't have to just go by what's happening in my family and who's had this and who's had this and who died here and who died there. This is my salvation. I'm making confession and I'm believing in my heart and I'm saying with my mouth that I will not, I will live and I will not die, but I will declare the works of the Lord in my life. And with long life, according to Psalms 91, with long life, will he satisfy me and show me his salvation? Show me his health. Show me his deliverance, safety, soundness, preservation, prosperity. I'm going to keep saying that because that's where it is. And it has to come out of our mouth. But it, we have to believe it in our hearts. And what's in your heart comes out. Oh, man. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And also, uh, the in the heart flows the issues of life. 
So we want to change. If we've had bad things happening in our life, we're going to change those because I'm saved. (laughs) Saved. You didn't get saved to still be the same. You're not saved to still have the same challenges. You're saved by his power divine. You're saved through his life sublime. Life now is sweet and my joy is complete because I'm saved. I'm saved. I know I'm not getting too far because I get excited about salvation. Salvation has made such a difference in my life. I'm so thankful for my mom and my dad raising me to to know the word of God, to hear the word of God. Yes, I kicked and spit just like everybody else didn't want to go, didn't want to hear at a certain time. But I'm so glad that Jesus got a hold of my heart and I opened up my heart because the scripture says Jesus, he comes and he stands at the door and he knocks. He doesn't kick it in. He stands at the door and he knocks. And if any man will open the door, he said, I'll come in and I got life for you and I've got life abundantly for you and healing is a part of that. And I wanted to get on the inside because as long as we're in these bodies, we're going to have some different attacks, physical attacks. So many, I mean, when you look at the anatomy and look at all that could go on in a body, I'm telling you the diseases that we see are just so, so small compared to all the different things that could go along in your body. You need to know who you are. You need to know what you have uh, in salvation. And that's what healing school is about. I, I don't try to do a bunch of manifestations and and uh, different uh, tangible, you know, legs growing out and, you know, whatever. I give you the word of God and whatever it, you need during this time, you're going to receive it because you're getting the word on the inside. Once it's in your heart, can't nobody take it away from you. Once that word is on the inside of you, you speak it out and uh, you don't let nothing get in the way of, of the blessings that God has for you. And he has some great things. So again, just like you receive salvation, you receive healing for your body the same way that it came by hearing the word of God. And it is always with the heart that man believes and with the mouth, confession is made. See, see, you can say it uh, with your head, but until it's in your heart, until it's in your heart, uh, it, it won't come out of your mouth. So it, we want to get it in your heart. In healing school, we want it to be something that's on the inside of you and that you believe that God gave you when he saved you, when you call on him. Uh, your life is just not like what the doctors and thank God for the doctors, but they can't determine what you believe in your heart and things can be changed. Things can be so different for your life because of salvation. Amen. All right. So healing is the same is in healing is in the same plan again uh, of redemption of the new birth. Just as we were saved by hearing the word of God again, we received our healing. I just wanted to make sure you get that because it's just uh, that simple. It's by speaking the word and saying, Lord, save me, forgive me of my sins. See, that's what the kind of thing that the enemy tries to uh, make people feel like they can't receive their healing because you feel like, you know, I've done so much. I've, I've done this to my body. I've done this and that. But no, you can get the word on the inside. And 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 I, I want to share some scriptures with you just to help you to, to these are the things that you need to 
feed yourself with and let them uh, be alive in you. You need to memorize some of these scriptures. I mean, there's so many, uh, but I'm just going to give you a few. But healing uh, is the redemptive and, and, and it comes to you. It's just a part of your package. And by hearing the word. So what words, Sister Godot, are you wanting me to hear? Well, I want you to hear John 8. And I want you to hear John 8. 36. John 8, 36 says, if the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Okay. The son, Jesus gave his son. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. I take that literally. I'm not going to perish in this life because I'm going to have eternal life. I'm going to live a long life. If the son, therefore, has set you free, you shall be free indeed. Free from what? Free from torment, free from fear, free from death, free from poverty, free from lack. Well, the scripture says if you don't work, you don't eat. So there's some things that goes with that. But if the son has set you free, you can be free again from sickness and disease, poverty and lack, sin and death. Because you're free. Because when we have, when we're in Christ, we have eternal life. So we never die. And then scripture tells you, you know, you believe this? Do you believe that? Yes, I believe. So if the son has set you free, okay, you believe that he set you free, then you are free indeed. And you can believe God for anything. And he hastens his word to perform it on your behalf. Because he he will do exceedingly abundantly above. We can ask, think, or imagine. But let's imagine ourselves healed, y'all. This is healing school. Let's imagine ourselves whole. Let's imagine that God is working out some miracle, uh, working his miracle working powers working in your life. Because he, you're confessing with your mouth that I am healed. So if the Son has set you free, you are free. Indeed. All right. So I'm trying to get through some of these scriptures. Uh, let's look at Acts 5:16. Also, and it says, also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem. I hope you have your notepad and your pencils and you can write these down because you want to hear healing. You want to hear what the word has to say. Again, I, I'm just I'm just scratching the surface, but these are just some scriptures that if you hear these kind of things, remember we talked about Cornelius how a Peter came and he brought him words that would save his household, that get his household saved. Well, I'm bringing you words that will help you to your household to be saved, for you to be saved, for you to just hear the good words. Faith comes by hearing. And these are the words, some of the scriptures that we're sharing you today. So write these down and commit them to memory. And it says in Acts 5.16, also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were healed. So who were tormented from unclean spirits. I believe sickness and disease are unclean spirits. Okay. I believe that they don't belong in us. We have the spirit of God. And so uh, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And I just believe that we can come against. For this purpose, the son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. 
The devil brings evil spirits. So these things uh, happen in our bodies. Yes, it's in this world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. So just because there are certain things that you may be prone to, uh, to catching, because you're saved, you are different. You can expect and you can be led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can show you the different things that you need to do in this in this body. You need to be uh, sensitive to what he tells you to do. But while he's working on you, he's giving you a plan and he's wanting you to think the right kind of thoughts. And he says, and also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing people and those who were tormented, bringing sick people, sick people, sickness come in different forms. Okay. There's mental sicknesses, there's physical, there's just all kind of different sicknesses that can go uh, all throughout our bodies. But he brought him and those that were tormented by unclean spirits. And what did he do? He healed them. Where in there is whatever's bothering you? Recognize it as an unclean spirit and know that they were healed. He and they were all healed. They were all healed. So nothing is too difficult. You know, I was uh, looking up um, one of the diseases that they're trying to say, like cancer or pancreatic cancer and certain things that there's no cure and, and everybody dies from. And I said, you know what? I, I'm going to Google that. I, I just don't believe everybody dies, you know, from a pancreatic cancer. And as I was reading it, I, I kept going through and then there it was. It was several people. You know, there's not a whole lot of uh, hoopla, but you got to do a little searching sometime. You need to get the enemy out of your head to telling you that my disease is too big and nobody's going to live from it. And I might as well just give up. Besides the word, there's also information that you can read and you can find out. Mike as, uh, Fitzpatrick, I read Mike Fitzpatrick lived over 20 years and, and celebrated with this night, just this year, I believe that he made his 20th year and he's going to keep living. He's doing marathons. He's doing all kinds of different things. And he was stage four and all the different things that they're saying that people can't be free from, but you need to find those kind of things to hear words, hear the word of God. And also hear that there are, and even if they said it's only maybe 4%, well, I'm part of that 4%. <laughs> I'm a part of that 2%. I'm percent, I, I am a child of God and I call on healing. So I just, I just want you to hear the right things. And what we brought up earlier is how he heard words. He brought words to his household that was able to save his house. And I want the word to get into you. I want you to feed on the right kind of things. I want you to know that you are a new creature. And whom the son says free is free indeed. And the word is nigh thee even in your mouth. And I want you to believe that with long life, he will satisfy you. Okay. And I'm, I'm going all, all the different scriptures, but he brought all those that were sick and those that had unclean spirits and they all were healed. I want you to see yourself as one of those all that were healed so that you can testify this is what we're living in right now. We want to live and not die. And we want to be able to show our children. See, when, when my mother got her healing in different times in her life, until she was ready to go, when she told me she was ready to go, I was like, 
okay, mom, I know you're going to get a new body and, and if you're ready to go, but I've saw God heal you. I've saw God deliver you. I've saw, saw where you go back to the doctors and the doctors would tell my mom, you still here? We didn't expect you to still be here. <laughs> so these are the kind of things she would tell me. And I, and I knew, you know, she knew that it was her God that kept her alive as long as she desired to be here. And I want y'all to have a desire to be here because there's more to do. She was here long enough to, to lay hands and speak life over my children and, and speak life into me and, and to, you know, her and dad just, you know, brought us up. And, and I remember giving them their 50th uh, wedding anniversary party and um, being able to be a blessing. I said, Lord, let her live to her 50th birthday. That was my prayer, my, her 50th wedding anniversary. Lord, they've been faithful and Lord, I want to do something for them. And, and, uh, they enjoyed it so much. We had, we videoed it and people gave beautiful comments, brought them beautiful gifts and just blessed them big time. And I, and it was an answer to my prayer because mama was like, you know what? I'm ready to take off. And, uh, they enjoyed that beautiful fellowship and that beautiful time. And, you know, it, and I was able to say, I remember on the, on the uh, little video, they had me share things. I said, you know what? Pastor talks about how we didn't, ha how poor we was and all that kind of stuff. And, and I just said, you know what? I thank you. You weren't able to provide me with a big wedding. You weren't able to do uh, the different things that, uh, People think that parents are supposed to do, you know, we had to put our own self to college and different things on that line. I said, but you know what? You gave me Jesus. You gave me Jesus. And my mom gave me Jesus. And I'm so thankful for salvation and her living the life before me, her and my aunt Kathleen back there in, in uh, Port Huron, Michigan. And, and they, they love the Lord. They get on together and they would, they would, talk about the word and fellowship together. So I have a legacy of, of women and men who, who love the Lord. So salvation is huge. And because of that, I saw God heal my mom. I saw God extend my auntie's life. Uh, she lived to be 90 something, you know, like 93, I believe for Aunt Kathleen, uh, uh, was promoted to heaven and because she loved God and she loved the word and the word was working for her. And I'm, and I have that now to pass on to my children and to their children's children. And we live, we learn to live even a better life that I can live even longer than they live. If, you know, and so we're, we're trusting God because of salvation. So y'all got me excited, but I'm talking about being saved and we can expect more. We don't have to just accept what's going on all around us. But if you listen to everything that's going around more than you hear the word of God, more than you hear positive things. See, you can be hear a lot of negative things, but you by the spirit, you just pick up and you say, well, the spirit said you need to find out who did live, who did live past a certain amount of time. Or you find out what the word says about you. Or you be around people that can encourage you to to press on, past the pain, past the pain, Lord, even tell him, okay, I'm tired of this pain, Lord, you're going to give me a way of escape and then testify how God did that for you because he will do it. Okay. All right. I'm trying to get to the next scripture. The next scripture, again, we're putting the word around us and in us. So Romans uh, 8 and 11, Romans 8 and 11 says, but if the spirit of 
him who raised Jesus from the dead <laughs> dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit, through his spirit, through his spirit who dwells in you. You've got the spirit of God that's dwelling on the inside of you. And if that spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and I want it to dwell in you, and you need to make that confession, and you need to praise him that that spirit dwells in you. So because it dwells in me, it, it will also, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life, give life. Whether the doctors are saying you're dying. No, I have life. He gives life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Hallelujah. Thank God for the spirit that dwells in you and is real and he's real and he's going to finish what he started. Also look with me in Romans. Probably should have read this one before verse 11, but Romans 8 and 2. Very important. And it says, for the law of the spirit of life. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free <laughs> from the law of sin and death. There it is. For the law of spirit of life. I got the law of spirit of life. Because I have the law of spirit of life. That's the law that's working in my life. Spirit in life is working in my life. And because that's dwelling in me, uh -oh, okay. because that's dwelling in me, he has made me free from the law of sin and death. Sin has no more power over me. If sin has no more power over me, then sickness has no more power over me. It doesn't have power over me. I can get tired and I can say I, I give up and I, I don't believe in that healing stuff. I can do that. But you can also use your faith and belief. But I just need you to know what law is working in your members and the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. Sin and death does not govern your life because you are a child of God, because you're saved. See how I, why I get so excited about being saved? Being saved means the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free has made me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. Amen. And what the law couldn't do, and that's another scripture, but I'm telling you, uh, we got a different spirit. And that's what needs to come out of our mouth. That's what we need to be thinking about while we're going through different things in this life. And this is healing school. Again, you need to get this on the inside of me. There's a inside of you. There's a law that is working in my members and it's the law of spirit of life. And it has made me free from the law of sin and death. Sin, uh, sin is separation from God. I am not separated from him. Death and, and, and sickness and disease is, is not mine. Okay. So it's okay. So look at second Corinthians for time's sake, because this time is clicking here. Second Corinthians, um, 4:10, and we're going to look at verse 11, 2 Corinthians 4, 10 and 11. It says, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Wow. 
always caring about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus. Y'all know Jesus, the stripes that he bore on his back before he went to that cross, his dying was so that we could walk in health. By his stripes, we are healed. Also caring about in the body, the dying of our Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested where? That life of Jesus also be manifested in our body. He rose, y'all. Resurrection Sunday or when he rose on Easter Sunday, we, he, he rose again with life. The resurrection power of God brought him back that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our bodies. We have a new life. The life of Jesus manifested in our bodies. Again, this is the year of supernatural supernatural manifestations. So we're going to see some manifestations as never before. Why? Because we're going to look at healing in relations to words. Words carry a lot of power. Death and life is in the power of your tongue. So in order to see these manifestations this year, we're going to have to say what the word says about us. And we are always caring about in the body, the dying of Jesus Christ, of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Christ also be will be manifested in our body, the life of Christ. You know, if you just got to keep saying it and keep saying it until it gets inside, because you'd have to have a revelation of this. It can't be just something that's good old taught and I heard it. No, I want you to get a revelation. You can see how excited I am because I have a revelation of what Christ has done and what he uh, promised and how he's fulfilled it. I've got examples. I've seen him do it over the years. And now I get to see generations uh, coming uh, with me and behind me and, and, and just seeing God's healing power are working. So how much more this year of uh, supernatural manifestations uh, happening in your life? So I'm going to go to the next scripture, which is Philippians 4 and 7. Uh, let's see. No. Okay. Yes. Philippians 4 and 7. And it says, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, the peace of God, this is what you're going to have this year. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus, the peace of God. Because you put in this word on the inside, I have a peace. I have a peace that God is faithful to his word and the peace of God, which passes all understanding. I don't understand everything, but I know God's got it and I'm trusting him. That passes all understanding. She'll keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So again, we're talking about healing in relations to words. I have peace. I have peace. My body has peace. I have peace in my household. Okay, I'm walking in health. And uh, so the, there's a peace that passes all understanding that's keeping my heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So we're trusting God that this word is real to you today. Um, your words are very important. And we're going to hit just briefly because um, we're going to pick it up again on, on next week. Uh, but 
many times we're looking for um, God's divine intervention in our lives. And he, he does intervene. He does intervene. But a lot of times we're de uh, depending on, on his divine intervention when he wants us to depend on his word and have faith in his word. But you do see in the scriptures where he did intervene uh, in, in many ways, but it's going to be so important what comes out of your mouth and the words that you hear and that the words that you uh, meditate on. So many Christians who desire healing are waiting for the intervention of the divine sovereignty of God. And we know he's a sovereign God to initiate uh, something uh, on his own. Of course, God does occasionally move in a sovereign way, but it is not his ordinary way. So when we're just sitting around and saying, well, God's going to do this and God's going to do that. And I'm waiting on God. You hear that a lot of times. And this is what I'm trying to tell you that, yes, God has and he does. But I'm going to show you some examples of how he does things when he does it in a sovereign way. But when you're waiting on something from God, you want to just, you know, use your faith. Um, we will see uh, in the Bible what it means by intervention, by divine sovereignty or God initiating something on his own. So real quickly uh, in your Bibles, let's look at John 5, 1 through 4, John 5, 1 through 4. And it says, uh, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called the he called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda having five porches okay in verse three it says and in these lay a great multitude of pot impotent folk impotent or impotent okay folk of blind halt withered waiting for the moving of the waters so there, okay, so again, we're talking about the intervention of God. And then it says, for an angel went down at a certain season. So listen here, just a certain season, talking about the sovereignty of God and the intervention of God. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Okay, whosoever then first after the troubling, whoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. So you see there, there's an intervention. There's a, uh, a way that God used a, a miracle to bless the people. But look what happened. The angel would go down in a season at a certain time, and then he would uh, trouble the water. And then that one person who got into the water first, he was made whole of whatever disease he had. Well, thank God for that. But did you notice it was that person and that one person only that got healed? So that's not God's uh, best because he thank God for that time. We just want to show you that did happen. But when you have faith in God, you don't have to wait on the season whenever the angel comes along. OK, you can believe God where you are. Thank God for that. But I don't want you always waiting on uh, the, the sovereignty of God. 
because there is times that he moves and you say, well, why didn't he do it all the time? If he can do that, why couldn't 10 people get in the water? Why couldn't a hundred people, why couldn't everybody jump in? And if he, if we knew all the answers, then we wouldn't need God. Okay. He, he does things the way he would. I just want to point out that there is a way that he shows in scripture where he initiated or he had this to happen, but only the one who got in there and y'all heard about the, the, the guy that was by the pool. And he said, nobody's there to put me in because when they're impotent, you know, impotent means lacking in power and uh, an ability. So a lot of people didn't even, weren't even able to get into it. And, and in his case, Nobody was there to put him in, and so he didn't get it. So we want you to look far beyond just the sovereignty of God, and we thank God for his sovereign move. I want you to have faith that he cares about you, and he can do even more uh, for you than just those certain times when miracles happen. And we've all had the grace of God, the miracle working power of God intervene for us. I thank God every day you know, for delivering me, especially I heard my story when I uh, ready to have my firstborn and I didn't know first baby, didn't know what was going on. And, and, uh, they had uh, emergency team had to come in and, and deliver my baby. So God was there, uh, supernaturally came on my behalf. So I thank God I wasn't using my faith then. I, I can't say that, that it was something I did. And, and, and none of us want to try to say it's us. But we want to use faith, the best of our ability. Thank God for his sovereign move and his miracle work and power for having that team there when I needed uh, a help because they had told Pastor Godot uh, at the time, uh, you know, you're going to have to choose between your wife or your child because we don't, you know, the child is flipped over and, and, you know, she can't have the child naturally. So we have to do cesarean. And so Thank God for his miracle working power. So I know that God will work miracles, but there are people who did not make it through those kind of situations. And, and, but God did come through for me, but I'm not going to sit back. And now that I, uh, are able to move forth in the things of God, I'm not always waiting on God to do a miracle on my behalf. I'm going to take him at his word. And we're going to get into that even more. And again, thank God again for his uh, intervention in, in intervention, but we want to do what he says. He's without faith. He says it's impossible to please him. So we want to please him by using our faith. And, uh, so in that passage, again, we read that that first person who stepped in into the pool after the angel troubled the water, he was healed of whatsoever illness he had at whatever it was, he was healed. <clears throat> It didn't make a difference what kind of illness it was. It didn't make any difference whether the sick person was an adult or a child. It didn't matter if he was a man or a woman. It didn't matter, uh, you know, if he was saved or unsaved. Whoever got into the water, black or white, ugly or pretty, it didn't matter. It didn't make any difference. The first person in the pool got healed and was the only one to get healed. It was that simple. That's just how it happened. But is that the only way? In the case of the pool of Bethesda, God worked the healing miracle on his own. It is true that if God wants, 
to yeah, to work a miracle, he can. He doesn't have to ask our permission to do so. And that's what is meant by intervention or divine sovereignty or God initiating something on his own. So we saw that where God can do that. But we want you to, to have faith. That's why we encourage you, don't wait for a miracle. Thank God for miracles. God is a miracle worker. But don't wait for a miracle or sovereign intervention. It may come and it may not come. Okay. But your faith and your words can bring health and healing to your body. Your faith and your words. So the words, the scriptures are there for our, our learning and for our, our growing. And again, there's no condemnation and, and standing and, and believing God. But I need you to understand we're in healing school now. And I'm going to teach you not only, you know, the things that we can show you in scripture, but I'm going to show you by example, how God wants us to rightly divide the word of truth. He wants us to have faith in him. He wants us to, just to believe through hearing the scriptures, how he healed them all. Okay. Uh, where it came with that Bethesda, all of them didn't get healed there. Only those they got into the water and, and, and there's only a season and it was just certain times, but God wants us as his people to walk in health. And we, we want you, to, you all to believe God for whatever it is, for you to say the right things out of your mouth and get the word on the inside. Again, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. And one scripture says that he will quicken your mortal bodies. You know, he will make it alive. You know what's going on in your body, but I know that God knows and I want you to have a revelation that not only does he know, but he sent his word to heal you and deliver you from all destruction. And if it's destruction, it's not what he wants happening in your life. He wants you to lift up holy hands and praise him that he worked a miracle in your life because you chose to call up on him. And trust in him. So today I'm just believing. I know for the time's sake, we're going to have to let you go. But we're excited about the words that are coming, going to be coming out of your mouth this year. You're going to see the manifestation power. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we have more to cover on next week. We look forward to seeing you. Uh, if you're here and you say, Sister Godot, I hearing what you're saying and and I want to have that salvation. I see how excited you get about talking about salvation and I want to be saved. I want to be saved. I want to have the healing and health and deliverance and safety and soundness and prosperity in my life and preservation. I want that. And I know that I can have it by hearing your words. I need to know what I need to do to be saved. So just say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I open the door of my heart. I ask you to come into my heart. You said in Revelations that if you were standing at the door and you're knocking and, and today, Lord, I'm opening the door. I'm opening the door so you can come in and uh, sup with me. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I just thank you for coming into my life. Thank you for changing me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for healing me. And I will serve you. I will serve you. Say it after me. And I will serve you 
all the days of my life. And I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, to come in and fill me so that this life will be in me and I can grow. And you will lead me and you will guide me into all truth. And I receive you now into my heart in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, so you confess, you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus. And he says that you can be saved. So today you're saved and want you all to talk about the goodness of God. So we have a book we want to send to you and let us know the, the life that you have uh, changed for God. And we want you to text new life to five, five, four, 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 new life. Five five four four four. Let us know about your new life in Christ. We have some material we want to give to you to help you to grow in the things of God. And we look forward to being able to meet you or talk to you some kind of way and just to encourage you continue with your walk with Christ. Amen. God bless you. We're excited about what God is doing in your life. And before we go, we also always give you an opportunity to give. The scripture says that the first of the week that we should put aside as the Lord has prospered us. That's in Second Corinthians, I believe. And um, put aside as the Lord has blessed you. So if this uh, ministry is being a blessing to you, you should put aside and, and uh, send, send your offering, your gifts in to help us with the work of God here at Calvary Christian Center. We love being able to come into your homes to minister to you. So uh, on your screen, we'll give you all the different ways that you can give. There's a text to give number on the screen. Praise God. There's a way that you can uh, mail it in. There's a way that you can call your gifts in. There's a way that you can uh, go online and give. And so there's just... We can also bring it. We have office hours, office hours, and you can come in and worship in the sanctuary just a little bit and bring it up to the office. And uh, we're receiving it that way. We are believing that this is not going to be for long. Then we won't we'll be able to come back together. But until then, you can give online at calvarychristian.com. And uh, we're just believing and thanking God. Thank you for what you do today. Thank you for giving um, the scripture says, or the song we used to sing is you can't beat God giving no matter how you try. So if this is being a blessing to you. We just want to, uh, receive your gifts and we just thank you for all that you do. So we just love you. Thank you for being a part Calvary Christian centers healing school today. We look forward to seeing you next time. And again, happy new year and God bless you. And the word works. When you work the word, God bless you.